your host, Harmony Patton, aka the Paleo Ballerina. And if you want to heal your skin from the inside out, you've come to the right place. This is Glow From Within Podcast. Hello, good evening, good morning, welcome to Glow From Within Podcast. I feel like a talk show host right now, but seriously, you guys, oh my goodness, it has been a while this year, 2019, holy wow, not going the way I expected so far, but that is okay. In fact, it's better than okay. I'm going to get to all of that. I'm going to give you guys some updates, but uh, I just, you know, actually recording tonight was not even planned because I've had to shift my entire podcasting schedule that I had outlined but I was actually, I was making dinner and I just got really inspired to share this message with you. And so that's why I'm here. I'm going to try to make this short and sweet. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of an important conversation to have because when it comes to, man, and it's honestly, this isn't even just about acne whatsoever. This is just about like us as human people trying to better ourselves and potentially doing that through diet and exercise and how we can be successful in that and how we can be successful long-term and how to make things work for ourselves. So first and foremost, it's been a minute because in January, I got some kind of viral something. Um, I didn't get any testing done by the time I went to the doctor I was over the virus and had moved on to kind of like the next sickness. I went after being, I had already been sick for six days. So uh, the doctor said I probably had some sort of viral infection, could have been the flu, um, but that I had bronchitis. So that was at six days being sick, like literally being bedridden type of sick. And then um, there were a lot of, there was a lot of ebb and flow throughout this time period. I'm not going to lie. It was not linear whatsoever. It wasn't just like, oh, I feel sick. Okay. I feel better. It was like, oh, today my head feels a little bit clearer. Maybe I'll be okay. And then like, I'll stand up and definitely not okay. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, I would start feeling like I was getting better. And then all of a sudden, so with the bronchitis, for instance, um, you know, I, I felt like I was starting to get a little bit better. And then, um, around day 11 of being sick total, I just like took a nosedive or I guess probably on like day 10, I got way worse. All of a sudden I spiked a fever again and just started feeling much worse. And I was like coughing up blood. Um, anyway, so I went back to the doctor and that time he was like, okay, you know, I want to do a chest x-ray. So we did a chest x-ray, found out that I had pneumonia, like pretty badly. I had it and I I was having this really, really bad shoulder pain and like pain in my lower right side. Um, and it's because that was kind of like where the pneumonia was. It was in the upper half of my right lung and the lower half of my right lung. So, um, yeah, I got put on really strong antibiotics. I feel like there's like so much to tell you guys about all of this. Like there was just so much throughout all of this time. Anyway, I got put on Levaquin, which is like what they told me was that is the strongest antibiotic that you can get. Like it's the strongest antibiotic that is prescribed. So, um, I got put on a 10 day course of that antibiotic. I also had to take, 
um, some codeine. It was like a codeine syrup, I guess, partially to help with the pain and partially to help with the cough. Um, and I mean, granted it didn't stop the coughing. I was still coughing up blood that went on until really close to the end of my sickness. Actually, this is my first week back to teaching. It's my first week back to really being back to life. And I'm only halfway through the week. It's Wednesday. So, um, yeah, anyway, so pneumonia diagnosis, strong medication, and along with that, my doctor also told me that I had to stop breastfeeding. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a son who is 15 months old, so he's a year and three months old, um, and we'd still been nursing. He's still been breastfeeding pretty consistently. I mean, definitely morning and night, but a lot of times when I was with him all day throughout the day, he would nurse quite a bit as well throughout the day. Um, but when I started taking this medication, I then had to tell him that he couldn't have it. And when the doctor told me that like I needed to stop breastfeeding, I was like, hold on, like pump the brakes. What? Like any of you who are moms out there, you know that like your breastfeeding relationship with your baby is like sacred and granted at first it might not feel that way like there's so many challenges early on with breastfeeding but I feel like once you get in the swing of things and like once you're around the point where your kid is a little bit older and they know what they're doing it's like you know it's just a moment of like connection and bonding with them and a lot of times they nurse for comfort and it's just kind of like a sweet moment plus obviously you're giving them a ton of additional nutrition so like you know that's always great but at the same time it does of course inconvenience you as the person who is producing the milk because your nutrient like you're always losing nutrients your nutrients are going into your milk it's really hard to build up your health and immunity and really much of anything between like pregnancy and breastfeeding for a long period of time. So, I mean, I've had, you know, like two years pretty much of between being pregnant and then having him and nursing him. So it has been a long period of time that I haven't really been able to build up myself at all. Um, as far as, you know, like my actual health goes and my nutrient stores and all of that kind of stuff. My body has still been providing and growing another human, really. So, um, but along with that, I, I asked him, I was like, listen, can, like, I don't want to wean yet. So is it just because, you know, the medication? And he was like, yeah, you know, the medicine is so strong. You don't want that going anywhere near a baby. So I was like, okay, well, can I, you know, pump? He was like, yeah, you can pump and dump. And then afterwards, you know, you can resume nursing like 72 hours once after you stop your medication. So I was like, all right, that's the plan. So the whole time I was sick and keep in mind that before I was pumping, like the whole time I was sick, I couldn't take care of my son this entire time, by the way. So my husband and my mom and my brother and my other brother and sister-in-law and my in-laws, like everyone had to step up there and I had to have like subs for all of my classes. Like so many people subbed in my classes. It was just insane the amount of people that had to step up to help step in for all of the stuff that I normally do and I take care of. And yeah, so many people helped and I'm so, so grateful. Um, but yeah, so prior to that, usually in the morning, my husband would bring him into me and I would nurse him even though I felt like death. And then um, usually I would nurse him again, like at bedtime. 
So I was nursing him at least twice a day until I started the Levaquin. And then I pretty much just had to tell him like, no, you know, um, mommy doesn't have milk right now. Or like, mommy can't give you milk right now. He was so, so sad. It was really heartbreaking. He would just like look at me and cry and like point. And oh my goodness, it was so sad. Um, but yeah, so he kept doing that. And I, I was on the antibiotic for 10 days again and then had a 72 hour period after that that I needed to wait before I could try to actually nurse him again so the whole time that I had pneumonia I was pumping and dumping milk like on top of everything else and already I was supposed to be like really pushing fluids and trying to get myself hydrated like that was one of the big things that the doctor pushed was like push fluids push fluids you know get at least like three liters like let's get you close to a gallon a day which I mean when you're sick and you're not moving it's kind of hard to drink that much water, but um, I think I did an okay job of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then I was pumping on top of that, and then I was glad to be done with the medicine. Um, I went and had my follow-up. I still had a tiny bit of pneumonia in my lung, but he said, you know, it's okay. Just take it easy for another week. Uh, so I did do that. And then, um, let's see. So yeah, I took it easy, but... During that time, once my like grace period was over, I then tried to, you know, offer my son to nurse again. I offered him the boob and he would not take it. He like, at first he kind of sort of tried to latch, but um, that first day was probably like the most almost nursing that he did. But um, since then, I pretty much from then I waited a full week and I kept offering, you know, especially in the morning and the evening. And it was really tough for him. I think he was really confused as to why I was offering this again when I had told him that I no longer had milk or that like I couldn't nurse him anymore and this wasn't a thing that we were doing anymore. So I think it kind of confused him and it was really tough for him. And it was tough for me. Like I didn't realize it would be that hard, but especially after the first day, I was just like... I just like broke down because I was, you know, I wasn't ready to wean him. He wasn't ready to wean. And it was just like this. I felt like I was mourning this relationship that I had with him, especially because, you know, I was coming off of almost a month of barely spending any time with him, literally not being able to take care of him, like not being able to pick him up or hold him. And he couldn't even really be around me because I didn't want to get him sick on top of that, besides the fact that I wasn't really physically able to take care of him. So, you know, I was just coming off of that time and like just wanting to give him like the love and assurance and that like finding that reconnection with him. But um, yeah, so it was really tough. I just like broke down and was like, bawling my eyes out after he wouldn't take it and he wanted a bottle and oh my god it was so much harder than I thought that it would be and that was at the beginning so I went through a whole week of still offering and then this past Sunday I was like okay like it's been a week I think he's done like anytime I would try to offer towards the end of last week he would literally like point in it and say like no no and shake his head so I'm like okay clearly you st he still wants milk from a bottle but so last week I still did continue pumping sorry if this is really not interesting for a lot of you out there but um, you can always skip ahead if you want to anyway so 
if you want to keep producing milk, you have to make sure that you pump. So all last week I kept pumping and I was feeding him that milk. Um, but as of this past Sunday, I decided that I'm going to stop pumping and just actually officially wean him. Um, so I'm still figuring out what I'm going to do in place of breast milk. It does make me sad that he's not going to get that extra nutrition that he's been getting consistently his entire life. And I'm really sad that like, I feel like this was taken away from us and we weren't able to make it like I wanted to always at least nurse him until he was a year and a half. Cause that's kind of like, I mean, technically over a year is considered extended breastfeeding, but even so, um, like the association of pediatrics or whatever it is, um, they do recommend trying if you can to nurse until 18 months. So like I was always planning to at least go until he was a year and a half and then just kind of see how it went from there, see if he was ready to wean and how I was feeling and all that stuff. So yeah, that's another thing I'm dealing with now. I'm just kind of like, I've sort of come to terms with the fact that we're not nursing anymore and, you know, I feel like we've made a connection in a different way now, I guess. Like, there's still that love and that sweetness there and that connection. It's just different. Um, Just that extra little piece is no longer there, but that's okay. I'm okay with it now. (laughs) You know, I just, I needed to kind of like mourn the loss of that part of our relationship. And I feel like because I like released all the emotions and I just like cried a lot. Um, I think that was very therapeutic and very good for me because since that night, I haven't felt like upset like I did since then. So I'm definitely, um, coming to terms with that, getting on board with that, but it's an adjustment. It's interesting. And now I'm like, Oh, you know, I can actually like, think about protocols that I can do for myself. I can think about, you know, getting myself where I want to be. And I've thought about even doing bikini competitions again this year in general. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I was like, well, I have to see how it goes with nursing. You know, if he doesn't wean, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I can lose the weight that I need to lose and keep up my milk supply. So it is interesting. I do feel like this is opening up new opportunities and new doors for me. Um, just as far as, you know, what I can do for myself now, now I can actually eat, you know, before there, there's always things that you have to think about when it comes to eating, if you're like breastfeeding or if you're pregnant, you know, it's like everything affects the child in some capacity. Like you, there's still certain supplements you can't take and you have to make sure you don't eat certain things because you don't want to lose your milk supply and like all of this stuff. So like you can't really work on balancing your hormones or getting anything like that in order really while you're breastfeeding or pregnant, obviously. Um, And I still haven't had a period since I had him. So that looks different for everyone as far as what I've read. You know, some people can be nursing like exclusively and get it back within like six weeks. Other people, they have to fully wean their child before they get their period back. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Like I'm, I'm in the process of weaning him and you know, hopefully at the end of this week, my milk, I'll stop actually producing milk because as of right now, I'm still producing. Um, but yeah, I have actually like a full cart, um, of supplements that I'm going to get for myself that are just kind of related to support. It's like mineral support and 
Anyway, I'm really excited to kind of start all of that and just give my body the support that it needs and give it the time and opportunity to like really build up some more nutrient stores and really like regrow and replenish it itself without having to like expel those nutrients from my body. Um, And on top of that, I lost a lot of weight while I was sick, which was not intentional by any means. I just couldn't eat, especially in the beginning, like the first two-ish weeks, I don't, I barely ate anything. And my appetite was off pretty much the entire time. I didn't eat much. Um, My appetite is definitely back. I've been eating like, I'm like a bottomless pit at this point. Um, But yeah, I did lose a lot of weight and I am curious to see kind of how that goes, especially with weaning my son, because um, my body was definitely holding on to, I think probably like five-ish pounds, but I lost a lot more than five pounds while I was sick. They weighed me at the doctor's office and I was literally just like shocked, shocked. <laughs> Granted, I got rid of my scales like months ago. So to be fair, I don't actually know how much I weighed before I got sick. But even so, I was shocked at how much I weighed. Um, So now is the time for me to rebuild, regrow, grow some muscle. Again, I definitely lost some muscle too with being sick, which is disappointing. But, you know, it's all good. Um, Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm going to be starting a protocol that my FDN, my Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, one of the mentors, so that's the program that I am currently doing in order to be able to do lab testing and lab work for my clients. Um, So I'm not fully done with that program yet. I'm still a trainee. Uh, So my mentor in that program gave me a protocol to start and actually quite a few of the things I couldn't take while I was breastfeeding. So honestly, I didn't even start it at all. I was like, you know, I'm just going to wait and whatever. Um, but now I have like a cart full of supplements and, um, some things that I'm going to do. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. And I've been getting back to teaching group fitness this week, oh, which has been very interesting because I'm obviously a bit weaker and it's a little bit different, but it's also humbling. Um, and I feel, I genuinely feel like this was, this was just so bizarre, like the way that I got sick and how long I was sick, the whole thing, I still can't fully wrap my head around it. Um, And especially because when I got sick, I was like, I was feeling fucking amazing. Like I was up leveling you guys like to the maximum. I was feeling stellar pretty much all day, every day. Like I was on top of my shit. My morning routine was on point. Like I was really in flow, really in alignment, really connected to my mission and my vision and feeling like I had the energy to do what I needed to do to achieve, you know, my goal of really just wanting to help women regain their confidence and regain their health and clear their skin. You know, it's not like a super complex thing that I want to achieve, but it's really, really important to me because I suffered for so long and I know that there are other women out there that are in the same position that I was and I don't want others to go through that. So anyway, I was like in this crazy up-leveling place and then I got super sick and um, I was talking to my business coach and I kind of had this feeling that like when I got sick, like 
I genuinely thought that it was my body like releasing because I had been having some tough conversations right around the time I got sick. You know, I was confronting, not like going out of my way to be like confrontational with people, but just having those tough conversations that I usually avoid as someone who's such a people pleaser, you know, I normally just respond in a way that's going to make someone else comfortable or make someone else happy, but isn't necessarily true to me or true to myself or like standing up for myself, really. I usually would only do that if I was like really mad or like really at like my wits end with someone or something. But I was having some of those tough conversations with people in my life and I just feel like I was like doing the hard work and it, it's work, you guys. Like, if you want to grow in your happiness, if you want to grow in your life, if you want to grow in your health, like, you have to do hard work in some capacity, whether that's setting boundaries in your life or, you know, learning to tune into who you really are and being your true self. I mean, there's so much to all of this and to growing and to finding, like, this crazy happiness and fulfillment in your life. It's not what we see on TV. It's not what social media makes it look like. It's not being rich and going on lavish like trips all the time. And like that, that is not where the fulfillment comes from, at least not for me. For me, it comes from growth. It comes from internal growth. Like literally when I'm tuned into my soul and my heart and my gratitude, and I'm just in alignment, like the feeling is like nothing else. You know, I feel this connection to God. I feel this connection to the universe. And I know that I am tapped into my soul's purpose and my purpose for being here on this earth, like the work that I am supposed to do in helping people. I know that I'm here for more. And I hope that you know that you are too. We all have this within us. We all have a deep, beautiful soul and we all have a purpose that is going to look wildly different for everyone. And I think that purpose can even change and evolve, you know, as you grow, as you change and evolve and that's a okay. But yeah, when I got sick, I was like in a really, really good place of alignment. And yeah, I just like, I released so much during the time period that I was sick, especially in the beginning, but even throughout, like I started like old trauma from earlier in my life came up and, you know, like all of these things that I like these internal battles that I was having and, you know, my patterns and my cycles that I've been stuck in, like they were coming up and all like the old version of myself was like trying to come out and rear its ugly head. And I was like going back and forth. I literally had like this internal battle going on while I was sick. And it's like, I didn't know, should I like, when you're sick, do you act like yourself when, when you consider like, who is the higher version of you, like the highest level version of you. And if that is the woman that I am tapping into, which is me, it's all within me. Like, how does that woman react when she gets sick like this? And I kept having to check back in and ask myself that because at first I was, I was kind of like depriving myself, you know, I was being very, very rigid. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lie here 
and you know, I'm not going to like watch Netflix or anything. Like I'm not going to do any of that. Granted, I also only thought I was going to be sick for a very short period of time. Um, but you know, and then I was like, I was getting insomnia. I was exhausted and I felt horrible, but I, I couldn't sleep. And, you know, I had these like a crazy fever. Um, and just like throughout all of that, like my mind just kind of went like crazy and would not shut off. So I was kind of in that mode for almost a week, honestly. Like it was, it was quite a long period of time. And throughout that, I would have like these revelations and have these breakthroughs and kind of like release things that I'd been holding on to, especially just like past traumas and things like that, that I, that I was really just holding on to. Um, and just kind of like working through that and trying to figure out ways to overcome and not just like bury it down and pretend like it doesn't exist, but to talk about it. So like I talked about some things that were like very uncomfortable from my past, you know, past traumas and things like that with my husband and, you know, opened up to him about it. And at first I was like, yeah, you know, I want to like have these conversations with these people and blah, blah, blah. And like all of these things I went through with so many different phases throughout this time period. And like partially you guys, I didn't realize it at the time, but like I was pretty delusional. I'm not going to lie. Not that what I was going through was like fake or whatever, but just like my head was like, everything was just very fuzzy. Like things were not clear and like my mind was not working normally because I was just so sick. Um, anyway, I just, the reason I'm bringing all of that up is because I feel like as we grow in life in whatever capacity that is, so like everyone starts somewhere and we all have different levels of growth that need to happen in order to reach your next level of growth, right? So I think really the first part of my evolution was way back when I changed my diet and when I got healthy. So that was really kind of the beginning of like this extra growth for me. And, you know, since then there's been so many evolutions and so much growth that has happened. Um, and yet there's also been so many times that I have fallen down and taken steps back and felt stuck and felt like, what the fuck am I doing with myself? Like, what am I doing with my life? Who am I? Like, just what am I doing? Like, I don't know sometimes. So I've had a lot of ebb and flow over the years and that is so normal. That is so okay. I think we just like be, and I think really social media is a big reason for this. You know, we just, we think that when things are good, that that's, that everything is good all the time. Like just because someone is up leveling and in alignment and feeling really good, that does not mean that challenges are not coming their way. That doesn't mean that they're not dealing with things. And that doesn't mean that every second of every day is like happy-go-lucky. That means that that person is doing that hard work behind the scenes, you know, whatever that means for them, whether it's like dealing with your ego that comes up, dealing with that internal dialogue that's coming up all the time that's just bullshit, and like learning to call yourself out on your own bullshit all the time and learning to instead replace those fake beliefs that you have created with new beliefs and 
like opening up your mind for the opportunity to create new beliefs but you have to create space for that as well so it's like how do we create space for that and to me like if in your life right now you feel as though you don't have the capacity to do anything else you don't have the space to do anything else I mean I'd like to implore you to just kind of take take inventory of your life and what's happening in your life and is there anything in there that can go is there anything in there that you could do less of is there anything in there that is not serving you is there anything in there that is making you feel worse hmm there probably is there's probably a thing or two maybe it's a toxic friendship maybe it's someone that you talk to that every time like it's just petty drama and petty bullshit and like they bring you down to their level um and not that and not that that's like a bad thing i'm not trying to put anyone down but you know those types of friendships or relationships where it's like you get off the phone with someone and you're like why did i just spend two hours talking to this person about petty like drama or you know, like, why do I continue to talk to this person that is constantly complaining and bringing this negative energy into my life? You are have to police the people who are in your life. It is up to you to protect your energy. It is up to you to set your own boundaries. For me, setting boundaries is like the hardest thing ever because I'm such a people pleaser. Like, I would much rather go along with the way that someone else wants things to be just to avoid the conflict and like have the peace and make it easier like so for me it's really tough to have those honest conversations where like people might not like what I'm saying they might not like I'm not going to be that nice girl that everyone loves all the time you know what I mean like you can't please everyone and Ultimately, like, it's not going to make me any happier to just placate people. And I mean, honestly, that's also a little bit fake. So, like, I think it's really important in each of us that we kind of look over our lives and see where we can set some boundaries, see, like, what is sucking our energy. It could even be as simple as social media, like, Maybe you're going to limit your scrolling or, you know, maybe you need to delete Instagram or unfollow some people on Instagram, you know, people that make you feel bad about yourself. Or maybe on Facebook, you need to unfriend some people or unfollow people. I recently went through my Facebook and like unfollowed a ton of people. I didn't unfriend them because, you know, they're people that I know, but their posts on my timeline do not make me feel good. So I unfollowed a ton of people. And there is literally nothing wrong with that. It is my Facebook, my newsfeed, my timeline. If someone's messaging does not make me feel good, there is no reason that I have to stay quote unquote friends with them on an internet platform. Like that is not necessary. So I just want you to like realize that we all have energy suckers in our lives and just maybe like try and see where you might have some. See where you might be able to change some things. So I'm going to say this uh, episode actually went completely in a different direction than I originally anticipated because the update on my whole sickness and the emotional releasing and all of that stuff 
was a lot more than I really expected to talk about. So I think actually the original topic I was going to do for this episode, I'm going to do in a separate episode and share that with you guys because I don't want to make this one too long, but I did want to like really have the chance to update you on what happened and I feel like so much happened in January, even though I was like in bed and sick and MIA in like the social world, you know, I was not posting on Instagram or Facebook and I was gone in that regard from like the public eye, but there was a lot happening with me and like so many battles that happened along the way, you know, even just the fact that I had to take antibiotics, like I cried when... (laughs) when they told me I had to take antibiotics. And that was the first time. That was like for the bronchitis. That was before I got pneumonia and had to take like the really strong antibiotics. By that point, I'd come to terms with it. But like when I had bronchitis and they just gave me a pack, I was like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Like I do not want to take antibiotics. Leaving the doctor's office, I started crying. And you know, they, it was just, it was a mess. Like there were so many obstacles that I had to overcome internally throughout this month and I'm still kind of coming out of it. I'm still figuring out who I am after the fact. Like I just felt so different from the high level person before I got sick versus the person that I was while I was sick. Um, And I kind of, that's something that I very much struggle with. Like I struggle with feeling like, you know, I can be one or another. And it's it's really the masculine and the feminine energies because masculine energy is very like, you know, go-getter and kind of intense, whereas the feminine energy is about like pleasure and like leisure and it's just a softer energy. And I'm not talking about like men and women, I'm talking about energies. And within every human, we have masculine and feminine energy. So, you know, I feel like when I get into that masculine energy place, I tend to feel very like high achievement, whatever. And I'm good at getting stuff done in that energy. But Then there's my feminine energy that also needs to be honored. So I'm really working on kind of trying to marry the two and bringing the feminine energy into my business, into the work that I do, into into my high achievement go-getter self. So if you notice, I've made a bit of a shift in that I am much more open to talking about like my soul purpose work and like my heart and like showing kind of that vulnerable underbelly, which is, it probably doesn't even come off as vulnerable, but to me, it feels very uncomfortable. Like I'm like, oh my God, you know, how, what will people think if they know that I'm like, soft. (laughs) Like I feel as though I can't be soft. I've always had this concept of feeling as though I need to be like strong and stoic. And you know, when I lived in Korea, they're very much about not showing emotions. So like I had to grow a very thick skin because I wear my emotions on my face. So I had to grow a very thick skin and I had to learn 
to put this like shell, put this armor on all the time and try not to show my emotions, try not to really have emotions. It was like, you know, you can't be sad about things. You can't whatever. You can't show emotion. Um, so I think just from learning that and then throughout life, you know, I just added different experiences to further confirm that belief of like, oh, you can't show your softness. You can't show your heart. You can't show the fact that there is a deeper side to you. And like you can't show your soul and your heart and that purpose. I also grew up in a strange church. And because of that, I always hid my faith. So at this point, I don't I don't belong to any one particular faith. I can't say that I'm Christian necessarily. Not that I don't believe the Christian beliefs um, because what I grew up in was based in Christianity, but I'm just not a religious person. Um, for me, it's about having a connection to God. And that is something that I truly feel in my heart, in my soul, a connection to God and the universe. It's not a denominational God for me. It's the universe. It's the source energy. It's the power. It's our greater purpose and the bigger being that we are that we can tap into. To me, it's a power that we can tap into, but we have to make space and Literally, it does not just happen. Like we have to go out of our way to create opportunities to find that connection. And you might not feel the connection right away. It might not be there right away. But the more and more you do it, you never know when that connection is just going to be there. And like, it's just the most magical thing ever. And again, it's not about God necessarily for me personally. It's just about connecting to my heart and my soul and my intuition and connecting to myself, like who I truly am, not just the person that I am that everyone else sees. Like we all have that soft underbelly. We all have deep, beautiful souls. So I just want you to know that. I want you to know that it's okay if you don't feel it right now because I'm coming out of a month where I did not feel it whatsoever. And I'm coming out of a time period of confusion and like not knowing myself and not feeling like myself and getting out of my habits that I've worked so hard to build back up, you know, but... As you climb up, you're going to fall down. That's okay, but you got to get back up. You got to keep climbing. You got to keep going and working towards becoming the person that you are meant to be, the person that is already within you, that powerful, beautiful soul already within you that you just have not shown the world yet. All right, guys, that is it for today. The past few days I've been having a lot of what some people call downloads. I've just been having a lot of 
intuitive ideas and a lot of inspiration and things that I want to do for you guys and programs that I want to create for you. So I'm really, really excited to bring those to you. I'm excited. I've kind of changed and revamped the way that I'm doing my one-on-one coaching as well. So the enrollment for that is now officially open. If you want to apply, there will be a link in the show notes. It will be www.thepaleoballerina.com slash questionnaire. If you are ready to gain control of your health, in order to clear your skin, all right? This is not about just clearing your skin. We are not chasing symptoms. We are concentrating on the root cause of what is causing your skin problems, your health problems, your emotional problems, all right? So if you are in, if you want that, apply. I would love to talk to you. That'll get you a free call with me. We'll talk, see if it's a good fit, all that jazz. I have some exciting things coming you guys so stay tuned i can't wait to let you know about it remember if this episode spoke to you today share it with a friend share it on your instagram stories i love seeing that you guys are listening that you're loving it i will definitely share you back show me what you're up to where you're listening i love connecting with you guys seeing who's listening and getting to know you better Because, you know, I'm not just talking to no one right now. There's people out there. You're there. You're listening. I want to know who you are. So share it on your Instagram stories. And don't forget to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That is really how the podcast gains any kind of visibility. And that is how we can continue to spread this message of the fact that it is possible to heal naturally. All right, guys. I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. Over and out.